Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday. <clears throat> okay, seems to be a little wave of the giggles passing through this form. So, <laughs> let's see if I can calm down a bit. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> arises from what you are. Everything does. So when mind is in charge, you think there's something to laugh at, or that when beauty arises, oh, it's because something beautiful was fed into the senses. And once the senses are just in their natural state, not feeding the idea of good, bad, once the senses aren't doing that duty anymore, it all comes from here. You're all of it. It all arises from what you are. So there doesn't need to be something to laugh at. There doesn't need to be something to be beautiful. It's like beauty arises and sure whatever's in front it must be beautiful because there's nothing to say I like, I dislike beauty, ugly. Do you see that the whole duality thing breaks down? So, you know, so laughter arises and, and it all just arises. But if there's sadness or something, the feeling is that it's kind of just a wave going through. That feels like it's just passing through. Sadness never arises from that, what you are. It's funny that, you know? It's like the things that are created by duality, like sadness or grief or, I don't know, things that kind of have the potential to create a sufferer. They don't seem to come from what you are. They seem to be just waves of energy that were created as part of the dualistic manifestation. And they just pass through. And sure, they're fine. But they seem to be passing through rather than the joy and love and whatever they call it, bliss or, you know, ananda, whatever they call it, that arises from within. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> Hi, Richard. <laughs> Sometimes it seems like, you know, here we are, 
we seem to be. Sometimes it seems like, let's just go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. I mean, how does this all happen, or seem to happen? Depends what you perceive as what's happening. Well, how about this? Something seems to happen to a person. And I guess there's some kind of a realization that, hey, I'm a lot whiter than I used to be, or that I thought I was. Like, I can't finally find my edges. And somehow, that changes their perspective and how they live their life. Mm-hmm. And then they give a testimony that life isn't what it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. And out of that whole thing, in a couple thousand years, here we are in this room. <laughs> and what is it that they're testifying? Just another happening in the movie. No, I mean, they're saying something that, something they see, or something they know, or something they understand. If, they're sharing an understanding, right? If you take them to be individuals, if you take them to be separate, you've got to have that much of the movie running in order to no, say well, that I'm that's happening. No, I'm coming from a movie. I'm in a movie, let's say, and they're testifying to me something. Yeah. So then I see them as separate or not separate, but I yeah. mean, just to say, they're testifying something that. Uh, but you must see them as separate to, for, yeah. for, for it to be. Is that okay? Happening. I mean, that's what's happening. I mean, I'm, mm. all my life I've been seeing things as separate. Yeah. Well, check it out and see if. That's if what they're testifying, is what I'm getting to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't come. Or it might, just like it came to those few people, right? Sure. It just could come, or maybe I'd misunderstand it, think I was crazy, jump off a bridge, anything could happen. Sure. Yeah. Or maybe I'd have some understanding with their testimony. Yeah. Which we're all kind of steeped in that testimony now at this point. So really, there's very few occasions that people just are uh, on their own and hearing and seeing and understanding, misunderstanding. So then they're they're testifying that, like, who I thought I was was like a thought-based thing. Yes. But the one who is witnessing that can only see that as a happening or a phenomenon when there is the contrast with how they perceive themselves. And that's what's of interest. That's what makes it a happening or an event or something. So the contrast is so interesting. It's the contrast. So the contrast between, between uh, their their experience and my experience. The contrast is the framework in duality that makes it of interesting. That makes it of interest. There's a contrast happening. No, I think that's a real key. I'm not so sure that exactly where you're going, and I and I'm going with it. <laughs> but I think that uh, the fact the contrast between duality and then this whole 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 view or, or whatever yes. you want to call it. Yes. Something makes, makes it contrast. evident, somehow makes it evident. Yes, and something loves contrast, because it's about, oh, look at that, oh, look at that, there's a surprise element, there's a stimulation for the mind, it pulls 
some kind of intrigue about things could be different or things could be better or difference is good and there's a whole load of frameworks there that's a stimulus for the mind. All in the package of contrast, perceived contrast, perceived difference. But the thing is, in awakening, there is no differentiation between anything at all. There's no contrast at all. Excuse me. There's no contrast at all. No, of course not. It's all what you are. Couldn't you notice it? Because, I mean, like, if it was black writing on a black board, you wouldn't see it, right? There would be no contrast. That's right. Can you notice it? Or it would be pretty hard to notice. There's generally nothing happening. Uh-huh. There's generally nothing. You see, that's the whole thing, that uh-huh. there's nothing happening. But there's an appearance of stuff happening. Yeah. So that's what I mean. I was going to kind of get around to that, because, like, they're saying, okay, you don't exist in a way. That comes out a lot in non-duality, right? You don't exist because uh-huh. you're just thought. Yeah. A bundle yeah. of thoughts where they say this and that. Yeah. Yeah. And others say that you weren't born, right? Yeah. So yeah. then, yeah. that's always kind of like a hard one to wrap around, right? Yeah. And so then, uh, <laughs> if you're not born, then that's an illusion, right? Yeah. That's an illusion? Yes. So like when you're a baby and your mom is telling you, you know, and your dad is showing you the first time you go out in the backyard, and oh my gosh, they show you the sea, and everything's <gasps> so good, you know. Uh-huh. It's an illusion, isn't it? Of course, it's all illusion. Yeah. It's and all when you go to school and you're, yes. and you're the teacher's pet and you're learning so many things <laughs> and then they love you so much and you're, yes. and you're doing yes, such good work and you go yeah. home with your homework and everybody pets you, yeah, yeah. caresses you. And so the eyes being really fed emotion. or being broken or being fed or being broken and it's a full-on job. So yeah. that's the only place where focus for attention is. Yeah. The make or break of the eye, you know. Approval and acceptance versus being hurt and trying to work out being hurt and it's a full-time job. Yeah, but I mean even like when you're a teenager and you, you, you just see that there's girls out there. And, and hormones kick in and Hormones whoa. kick in and all and that That's stuff, another right? distraction. It's an illusion too, right? Yes, of course. And then you go to college and yes. you join a fraternity yeah. and you have all that fun. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you meet the girls yeah. and you find your soulmate. Yeah. Or not. And then you had a huge <laughs> wedding, right? A huge wedding and everything is kind of food. It's an illusion, right? Yes. <laughs> but it's full of distraction. It's yeah. full of contrast. Because the hormones kick in and then, whoa, and then it's finding a career and you have another distraction. And a career, too. How about and, that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so have those. <laughs> well, they go fast nowadays. Yeah, they, they do. They went <laughs> but it's full of distraction. It's full of contrast. Not having a kid. Oh, I want to have a kid. It's like there's a poor contrast. And then you have a kid. Oh my God, is that amazing? Yeah. You have a kid and 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 this little baby's there. And then something mellows out. Even biologically, something mellows out. But your baby's an illusion too, right? It's just that you're an illusion. And that's all it takes. It just takes one illusion. So that's why people say, you were never born, you don't exist. Go after the one illusion, because everything is superimposed on top of that. If you pull away the rug at the bottom, the whole house of cards falls down. So that's why people go after, do you exist? Who are you? Then you don't have to do, do it bit by bit by bit by bit. No, I was just thinking, like, even coming to this meeting is an illusion. Because then we read the first book by Krishnamurti, and then, then we catch on to this thing, and we come here, and, and follow this teacher, and follow that teaching, and go to satsang. And, it's just for fun. Illusion, right? Of course it is. You know, I was just kind of it's thinking. It's just for the eye to play with. 
it seems to me like, you know, sometimes we get in this room and we start saying, oh boy, how do I get out of here? But it seems to me that, and if you really put this in perspective, it's like, it's the power of illusion is the greatest gift that mankind has ever had. Yeah. First of all, it gives us, it gives us everything we know, we have known, first of all. It gives us the idea of we. Yeah, and, and, then and the whole life on earth and everything, it. which mm. is, you know, messed up and not messed up. Yeah. And it also gives us the power, the possibility to have a contrast. Yes. And without that contrast, who yes. knows? Yes. Because yeah. it's the realm of change, that's the magic of it. Right. It's changing and moving all the time, and that's why it's such a kick, you know? That's why it's so exciting. That's why we actually don't want to get out of it. If you, want, if you really, really were done with the illusion, of course you'd wake up. Of course you would. And then there'd be still illusion, right? Yeah. And it'd be great fun. <coughs> yeah, it's fun anyway. It's fun anyway. Yeah, That's I what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, yeah. Of course it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But when the sufferer arises, it's not such fun. And if you think you're separate, the sufferer will arise sooner or later. That's the bummer. Those are all the good parts, too. That's magic. Life is fantastic. Fantastic. To actually, you know, have a program downloaded to imagine that separation exists. It's fantastic. And make this look real. I mean, it really looks real. You know? And that's the only way we get choice. I mean, like, yes. you know, how everyone can have their own thing. Because if everything was real, yes. it would never fit, it would never change. Yes. Right? Yes. If 10 o'clock in the morning was real, it would never get to be 10 or 1. Correct. Yes. So time is an illusion. It has yes. to be. has to be. Has Everything to be. that moves is illusion. Yes. So Everything we used to say it was ignorance. You know, yeah, because there was truth and ignorance. That's just And now we're saying it's illusion. Yeah, it's just a bit softer. Huh. It's a bit softer, but not quite enough, you know, because I think we should just call it movement. Because nothing yeah, moves, huh? <laughs> nothing moves. No, really. Without an illusion. Yes. Yes. Only the appearance can change, can move. Yeah. So then, if uh, sometimes a quark is a wave and sometimes it's a particle, that's an illusion. Yes. And the same with a black hole. If a black hole collapses, yes. that's an illusion. Yes. Everything conceivable is an illusion. illusion. Every single so then, thing, even conceiving you know, itself, is an illusion. You know, I'm not so sure that's real clear to everyone because, you know, I think people think their suffering is an illusion, but everything else is solid. Yeah. Ah, okay. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> because we go along in this life and we have fun, and I have our funds and stuff like that, and then we come here and make a few complaints. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm real happy with illusion, actually. <laughs> The I would bless it. I would bless it. You know? This it's a fantastic, you know, dream. It's fantastic. Of course. Anyhow, that's my perspective. <laughs> that's all right. We should be dancing and singing. Yeah, why not? Dance and it's all an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Even the dancing and the singing.
just two inches yes, towards you. Sure. Yeah, thanks very much. Well, I'm a worrier. <laughs> okay. And I also, I'm sure that I have a case of false identity. Um, but for the last three years, I've been going through um, waves of intense anxiety and moments of great peace. Um, seemingly, a lot of it, the anxiety is stimulated by my 28-year-old son, who's an alcoholic. He just entered his third rehab. And now I'm worried about what he's going to do when he gets out. But if I weren't worried about that, I'd probably be worried about something else. Okay. And the way it really manifests what I don't like is when I wake up in the morning, I feel battered by these thoughts. Battered? Battered. And they're so chaotic, I can't sometimes even identify what they are. Uh-huh. But they, they motivate me, too, to find the peace. Okay. So that's where I am. And uh, I keep wanting to get rid of the anxiety. Okay. And it does go, eventually. Okay. But, uh, What's it's been very painful. Yeah. What do you do to find peace? What's your route to...? I pay attention to my breath. Okay. And often add a mantra to that to bring me into the present moment and realize everything is fine. And is that seen that everything is fine yeah. when you get there? Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes. It's hard in the morning. It's hard and in the morning. And it's hard when I, I go through these periods and then I'm relieved, and the peace is there. Okay. And there's sadness, too. I think the sadness and the anxiety are not the same thing. And I think the sadness is something I need to touch more closely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you let yourself cry? I want to. When's the last time you cried? It used to be a lot easier. Yeah. When I was younger. Okay. But I know crying feels much better than anxiety. But then there's that peace. And, you know, I feel it descending as I'm speaking to you now. Yes. Yes. And that's even... I don't know if it's better than crying. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) You know, so it's confusing. Sometimes. And sometimes it's very simple, you know. It's just, I'm being distracted by these flimsy thoughts that really have no Mm -hmm. substance. And I recognize that sometimes. Very good. Worry is usually about no control. The fear of not having control. Mm. Worry is like trying to control something from a distance. You know, you're just outside of the realm of being able to participate in something, and so worry kicks in. Yeah, because I can't really do anything about it. Yeah, that's when worry kicks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's the desire to control, but you actually can't impact anything. But you know, part of that is a relief when I realize I can't do anything about it. I don't have to do it. Yes. No, you can't. Of course you can't. But it's the sense that I should be doing something about it, and I can't. Yes. 
So let yourself have no control. Surrender. Yes. Somebody used the word helpless recently. I don't know. I like surrender better, but helpless is another approach to that. Yes, yes. You don't have control over anything, but let's start with when worry is active. Because that's kind of the first opportunity to break down the idea of having control. <coughs> and the idea of having control will break down to such an extent that you will see you have no control over anything at all. That the whole thing was just an idea in your head. Imagining that you're able to make decisions. They get made from another place and the mind grabs onto them as if, they, as if mind made them. You are watching the play. Yes. That, I, that's very appealing to me. That's why I'm here, I guess. Sure, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. So something still wants to believe he's in there, mm. making it happen, mm. or making change happen, or must be responsible. You know, this is a, this is a, a more difficult time right now. Okay. Um, not one of the most difficult, but it comes and goes. Like okay. I say, there are, mo there are periods of great peace <coughs> and understanding. Put a little sign beside your bed because if you wake up in the morning and that's when it's that's the worst when it's full on. Yeah. I just want to go back to sleep. Sure. That's sure. Yeah. Sure. Put a reminder beside your bed. Make a little sign, for yeah. a, a nice sign for yourself. You know, mm -hmm. and just like I've no control over anything. Sit yeah. and watch the day. Mm. You know. Yeah. Just become the audience today. And when I do, you know, I have the sense that I can't function properly. And then when I watch myself during the day, I say, I function just fine. Yes, yes, yes. It's very strange. Yes. This kind of suffering is very useful. That's what I feel. It's very useful. So, uh, you know, there's nothing to cure here. It's, it's like... It's grueling. <laughs> yeah, of course, because it's going to make you become the audience. It's going to make you observe your thoughts. Because it's just torture to be stuck in their story. And, and it usually comes to that point of like, well, the option of staying stuck and believing my thoughts, not, not going there anymore, I can't do it anymore, yes, I don't exactly. have the life force for it anymore. Exactly. So there's nothing that arises here that says, okay, let's try and fix the worry. It's like, no, let it be torturous, of course. It's going to make you move into the observer mode. Yes, I had the thought yesterday that the anxiety is actually a kind of energy. Yes. It's a positive energy. Yes, that's where we're heading. And that I, I'm just... I'm interpreting it improperly when I'm suffering. Okay. Yeah, that's right. There's an all about me moment happening <coughs> if it's you're the sufferer. Mm. You are right in there and I'm suffering and that's the, the I having an all about me. Let me focus on me because mm. the I is looking for attention. Mm -hmm. You see? That's what it does, of course. Me and my world and my job and my responsibilities and my... That's, you know, that's the I problem. And without that, that and uh, what I'm calling anxiety will be an energy that will just let the body do what it needs to do. Yes, yes. But will 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 shift mind into seeing anxiety as the energy. That's the most important thing. Getting the distance from participating in in being anxious to observing that anxiety is an energy. Oof, move back here. Okay, okay. And allowing has to kick in now. It is just an energy. It's all just energy. Even being as the audience is energy too. But there's less I there. And somehow yeah. that movement feels better. Yeah. Because there's a going home. There's a rest in it. And then you can get behind that also. Yes. Yes. 
Yes, of course. So the first one is just playing with less identification. And then take the second step. But do put a sign beside your back because the more reminders mm-hmm. that are there. And the suffering will make you, will remind you anyway. Well, we have signs on the bathroom mirror. And okay. On the refrigerator. Okay, this is a new thing. to put one next to the bed. Next to the bed. If that's where it's, it's hottest, you know, if that's where it's yeah, got most it charge, yes. you know. And very often, physiologically, the morning time is when, when the liver particularly detoxes. And the liver will send up anxiety. Mm. That's what it can send, mm. okay? So if you go vertical, the second you wake up, sit up on the bed. Mm. It will shift your thinking. Mm. Because literally, there's a f- it's energy. All thought is energy, as you know. Mm-hmm. So the, the physiology is running amok mm-hmm. with, with, with thought forms that are Just worried. Just haphazard, yes. chaotic. And yes, yes, yes. Yes, and part of it is a physiological just detox that happens in the morning. That explains why as soon as I get up, it starts to go away. It starts to go away. Usually, unless I'm in a deeper state. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just sit. The second that you're like coming to, just crawl your your position, just to sit up on the bed and just start, just let the rest of the waking up process happen when you're sitting up. And it'll be much less. Very good. It'll be much less. Yeah. It's, you see, you're none of it. Do you know? You're none of it. It's, it's wild, isn't it? It's, it's mistaken identity. Totally. It's mistaken identity. It is. It's just mistaken identity. Yeah. It's just mistaken identity. I've heard it say that's why a baby's first game is peekaboo. Mm-hmm. You know, here I am, now I'm gone. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. How <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah. Yes. So we're moving towards not identifying with the one who wants to control your son to make things better for him because at the end of the day, making something better for somebody else is so that we feel happy. Exactly. It's for me. It's for you. I can't I don't it's even you. know what his experience is. Of course. Let him but have I imagine mind. these terrible things. Sure. It's me. Sure, it's you doing that to yourself then, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know? I know that, but yeah. it still happens. Yeah. Sure. So the thing is Allow him to have his path. Yeah. Just allow him to live his life the way it is. Mm-hmm. Just That's let the that message I've been getting. Yeah. yeah. To respect his respect his, his path, path and his choices, and he'll he'll do his own thing, you know, yeah. and, and let him do it, you know, you know. And in that allowing, there's like a space. There's just a space, mm-hmm. you know. It's like you forget where the worry plug is, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been very practical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it, sometimes it is. It's just a practical yeah. thing around yeah. changing the body and just understanding the whole mechanism of how this thing works. Because it, it, it must be a system, you know? To have mistaken identity, there must be a system yeah. in place. And of course there's a system in place. It's dismantleable. Yeah. You know? Well, I feel like through these three years, my nervous system's been going through a process. Yeah, okay. That's what it feels like. Okay. Being processed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it'd be okay that you have no control over the process, mm-hmm. over your life, mm-hmm. over anything. Mm-hmm. You know. Then I can trust. Of course, you can trust. My goodness. <laughs> you wrote the script. Yeah. <laughs> well, most of my life, I. This is a. 
A new challenge, like I said, the past three years I can pinpoint May 1st, three years ago, when uh, it started. Yeah. But uh, it's just another yeah. stage. Yes. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. <clears throat> where control is going down, where trust is coming in, mm. where surrendering, not as victim, but in terms of just letting go, that, that inner wisdom. Let mm. it live through you. Mm. Just let it live through you. You don't have to know what the next step is going to be. No, it always has turned out okay. That's of course it, it does. It bewilders me that I don't believe that. Yes. Because yes. it always has. It always does, and there's yes. there's been all kinds of challenges, and they've all worked out. And everything works out. Yes, of course. So why don't I, why don't I believe yes. that? I don't know, maybe I will. Because the desire to control, <clears throat> or the, the desire to feel responsible, mm. or that I should be mm. responsible. Yeah. You know, sure, you can't be responsible for anything. Responsibility is a joke, really. It's a lot of conditioning. It's conditioning. Yeah. And it's full on in our society because we're focused to be individuals and autonomous and therefore responsible. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if you don't work for it, you don't get it, you're responsible for your own life, you know. Mm -hmm. you know? Mm. And then it doesn't help to like to hear all that conditioning about when you create your own destiny, you know? And, and it's like, whoa, oh my God, so something awful happened, did I create that? It's like, oh my God. You see, that's a new layer that's coming, you know? Yeah. Sure. It doesn't help That's either. where the guilt comes from. Yes, and then guilt comes yeah. 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 So, chuck it all out. It's all trash. Yes. It's all trash. We can peel away layers forever, but actually, let's just go for the bottom line, you know? You have no control. Mm -hmm. This is already resolved. Mm -hmm. Everything is already resolved. It just happens in bite sizes just for the fun of it, because we're plugged into linear time. Mm -hmm. But the whole thing is already resolved. Mm -hmm. The story of you is already resolved. Mm -hmm. This is just the replay. <laughs> so kick back and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Yes. And whatever element of responsibility, like getting your car taxed or whatever system, and we do yeah. that in Europe, I don't know if we did that here or not, but getting your car insured or whatever happens, yeah. you know, that'll happen, you know, yeah. that'll happen. But responsibility more than that, forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. Forget about it. Responsibility doesn't transfer across your whole life, it doesn't. It goes as far as putting food and clothes and stuff like that on yourself and your family if you have dependence, and that's it. But then without responsibility, there's another kind of joy that comes just yes. from yes. giving. You yes. know, just <coughs> doing whatever yes. is there to do. Yes, exactly. And that's joyous. That's joyous. There's a free flow, you see. There's a free flow. And it's there all the time, but then there's this heavy weight yeah. of responsibility, of personal engagement. And it's burdensome. You know? But and it can just be thrown off. Literally can be thrown off. So throw it off. Okay. Throw it off. <laughs> and throw it off again in an hour's time. And throw it off again this evening. And throw it off again tomorrow morning. Until it doesn't stick anymore. Faisal's back on, uh, I think he's on the line. Okay. Do you hear us? On, uh, and anyone else can come up to the seat while this yes. can overlap. Hi, Faisal. Hi. 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 H
Hi, um, well, I have uh, two points that I would like to would like you to talk about. Uh, the first one is about fake gurus who are becoming so much these days fooling people and going around with so many you know, um, uh, circles that just deluding people. Um, I don't know if you can talk about the signs to know who is really genuine and who is not. Who really wants just to get people to realization and those who just want to become famous and rich and all of these things. Especially in the new Advaita servants that are spreading like fire everywhere. Gosh, um... The, the, okay, what I can say was when Jack was searching, what I used to use to find out if, if somebody had something that I could learn, whatever, somebody could teach me something, it was how I felt in their physical presence. And it was only after going a few times to really, really settling and saying, okay, is there something energetic that's going on here? Because when it was energetic, um, uh, something new that my mind wasn't looking at the self-image or looking at trying to assess intellectually because I didn't trust my intellect at that point. Because, because if you're deciding with your mind about what teacher to follow, chances are you'll get it wrong. Do you know? Because the mind, the mind isn't going to work towards its own annihilation in terms of that. For sure it's not. For sure it's not. It's going to go along, I like, I like, I don't like, I don't like. That's what mind does. So mind isn't the tool to use in terms of finding um, where a teacher can come in for you. Um, for me, it, I, I used to just sit with somebody for four or five satsangs or whatever, you know, until I kind of got the feeling, ugh, no, or yes. And I don't, how can I say if somebody was fake or not? I don't know. I don't know even what that is, but all I would know is if there was a pull for me or not. Whether they're fake or not, I don't know. I'm not kind of, in one way, I'm not kind of bothered about that argument because what's fake, what's not, it's all manifestation anyway. Um, but, but, but if there was a pull, if there was an attraction that was not coming from here, that's authentic enough. That was authentic enough for Jack anyway when she was looking, you know? <laughs> so that's the criteria I used. And I suppose now what I say is, you know, use your own discernment, which would probably line up with that. Um, for you to for you to know that you are your own teacher, that if you need to loop through somebody externally to find what you are, that's all you're doing is looping through somebody to find who you are. Keep that in the back of your mind. You know, the only thing you are surrendering to is the I is being surrendered to what you are. But because mind is still outward turned to some extent till the very end, because mind is outward turned in that way it will imagine that what I am, I can see it out there, but I can't find it in here. And so all you're doing is, is, is identifying a mirror where you can connect with energetically and recognize what you are. But the eye is in the way, and the eye says, no, 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 I can't be that, I can't be that. And so all that happens is that the eye starts to surrender and melt. But that is what you are. All you're doing is a loop 
to, dis to see that there is no difference between the teacher and what you are. That's all you're doing. It's a mirror. That's as good as any teacher can become. Right. Um, what about the other point about the new Advaita teachers that are just threatening the ego by telling the, the people you don't have to do anything, you are already that, and they are just stressing the ego, and the ego just believes that it has nothing to do, it's already enlightened, it's already uh, realized, it's already there, and it just doesn't take people anywhere, it just needs it and kind of means to authentic. Sure, sure, sure. Some people like that. Some people like that idea, oh, I have nothing to do, and they kick back for a while, and maybe it'll work, but it probably won't. And then they'll try something else. There's nothing really lost there. I don't think there's anything really lost there. If, somebody, if that resonates with somebody, do nothing, and you're already enlightened, and if, if, if that kind of whatever advice sits with somebody, well, let them try it out. It'll work or it won't. Do you know, in a way it's all okay. Mm -hmm. If it brings somebody into suffering, well, in a way that was their path anyway. <coughs> but either way, you learn. If you hook up with somebody who doesn't help you at all, by goodness, there will be an experience had and there will be a lot of learning. And if that's what needs to come, well, it can come okay. through, it can come through a, a teacher, no? It could come, it'll have to come if it's going to come. The thing is to find out what works for you. Mm -hmm. Find out what works for you. And you follow what works for you and what feels authentic for you. But in a way, don't give it your power. Do you know? Right. You're just using it for you to find you. Yeah. Yeah. Because in a way, I don't know if this is the situation. That's, Pardon? That's, that's... What was that? Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I lost it. <laughs> ah, yeah. In, in a way, it can be a distraction to see what's out there. Do you know? If you keep yourself on center stage, it, it can be a pure distraction to see this wave of, yeah, this satsang circus that Jack is part of. I mean, there's no denying it. There's this kind of traveling road show, you know? You know, spiritual opera, you know, the, the nickname of spiritual opera it tagged onto this form in Ireland, you know? <laughs> do you know? So, ah, what to do, you know? If your form gets pulled into something, what can you do? What can you do, you know? And, and some people, it works for some and it won't work for some, and that's the diversity. But find what works for you. Uh, just one last question. What about both uh, who say you will never get to enlightenment if you don't have a guru? That's crap. He said, what about those who say you can never get enlightenment without a guru? I, I, I don't believe... I, I, Jack followed the path of a guru, okay. But somehow it doesn't feel that that yeah. is the only way. It doesn't. That's a traditional way. 
No, it, it, there are plenty who don't have a guru. Ramana Maharshi used to say that Arunachala was his guru. If there was a guru, it was Arunachala, but that was post-enlightenment. So there was no guru there, like, do you know, in the way that disciple-guru, does that relationship have to be there? Not at all. That's culturally based. And there's something very familiar with the Indian culture for Jack. So that methodology worked for me. And the I was so strong and I was a woman, I was going to do it my way. And if there was going to be a guru, it was going to be a woman. And all that rubbish was playing, you know, 10 years ago for Jack. So, so I, had to, I had to get broken. It made sense that the fastest way would be to surrender to a guru. Do you know, it just made sense because it was contrary to so many beliefs that I had running, you know. So there are so many ways. There are so many ways. Is it necessary to follow a guru? No, I just don't buy that. I think that's rooted in, in, in Indian culture, mm. but I don't think it transfers across the way. Our brains are wired very differently, you know, across the world if we look from um, continent to continent. You're your own. So guru. basically, nothing is fixed. Some people need a guru, and some people will get through a guru, and some people also. Nothing is fixed. Nothing is fixed. How can it be? Every path must be different. There is only diversity in this world. It, it doesn't duplicate. You know, there's no two days where the weather is identically the same. There's no two leaves on any tree anywhere on the planet that are identical. There, duplication doesn't happen. How can there be two paths that are identical? There can't be... But if a guru pulls you in, let the guru call you. You can kick and scream and fight and you'll know, I have to do this. I just have to do this. Then, okay, there's a guru-disciple thing coming up. But if following a guru happens because everybody's doing it, forget it. Throw it out. Throw it out. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much, okay. Jack, and bless you. <laughs> Thank you, Faisal. Bless you, too. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. Hi, Kenneth. So I'd like to work with uh, my identification with my body. Okay. That it feels a lot more spacious to me, but I still think you know that it's. Well, I guess it's my body, but uh, I just feel identified. I guess as the body even though I've had experiences of uh, being what I would call love. Um, so just to work with that. I'm sure something profound is there someplace that's not cruising by. <laughs> I think that's profound. <laughs> when is it more active? When is that belief running? Have you seen when it's running? That I am my body? I think it runs all the time. Mm, okay. Except for the few moments. Oh. You know, of like when I really knew I was love. Yes. Because then it wasn't a I wasn't identified as the body. Okay. 
Mm. And I guess, you know, when I meditate, I sort of feel, you know, I lose the sense that I'm the body. Okay. Ah, okay. Sometimes. Not last night. Last night the mind was running and, and then I felt identified with mind. Okay, sure. Okay. Can you step back and see your body? Like, have you an ability? Observe. Yeah. Have you an ability to see Connie's body sitting there? But, but from a perspective that's outside of it. No, that feels like I can't do that. Okay, okay. I could pretend to do it, act as if. Would that be helpful? No, it doesn't okay. feel, right, Not it really. doesn't really feel authentic. Okay, okay. Honest. Let's come at it from a totally different side. Mm -hmm. The desire to lose the attachment to the idea. Blah, blah, blah. What about the desire for and the belief system? It would be better if I wasn't identified with my body. Mm -hmm. And I'm running a desire to drop identification with my body. What about dropping that desire? Yeah, that feels more relaxed. Yeah. Just let it be until Let it be until dissolves. it falls away. Yeah, until it just happens. Even to the point of if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Even to that. Otherwise you're like just postponing right. the desire. Yeah. <laughs> you just put it on a low burn there, you know? Even if it doesn't happen, that's cool too. That's whatever way it's happening. So that goes to the desire to even be awake. Yes. Because I, I put the two together. Yes. And it has to happen to be awake. Yes. Yes. So we're on the desire to be awake to wake up. Right. Can we drop it? It's hard. Sometimes I have, but... Seeking? or the activity of going to satsang, even if it isn't propelled by a seeker. The activity of going to satsang or whatever is going to continue, regardless of whether you have the desire to wake up or not. That doesn't need a seeker. <coughs> there is another flow that's doing that. There is something else that's breaking down the eye. The eye helps it along sometimes, but it's going to happen anyway. It just moves in that way. It's like those leaves that are just coming on the trees are going to fall off. It feels like I do so much efforting. Yes. Yeah, and it's really... It's exhausting, it's tiring. Aha. Aha. Okay. Yeah, spiritual efforting. <coughs> okay. Okay. All right. I really liked in DC last weekend when you talked about telling people to kick back and relax. That really helped me. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so if we look at the efforting, the spiritual efforting that goes on, mm -hmm. if that wasn't to happen, how would it be? Does fear arise? Do you feel you'd lose your... your, your I guess I get afraid I, I get... Um, seduced actually by sensations, by you know, music and sex and dancing and 
just being really physical. And yes. then it feels like all that attention is drawn to activity and sensation. You know? Okay. Is there something in that realm of music, sex, dancing, that sensational world, is there something in there that needs to be given another twirl? Honestly. Yeah, I'm... I don't think so. Okay, then why would it pull you? How would it pull you then? Um, if you've seen through it? No. I don't know if I've seen through it. I feel like I've been fulfilled sexually and, and I did a lot of dancing last year, a lot, um, and then I just dropped it. Yeah. Um, and now I think about going back to it. But it's, I just got so caught up in it. Did you? Okay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's more to answer, but the okay. sex feels fulfilled. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At a certain point, it's, it's you know, it's, mm, if we call the efforting, tightening the reins, and, and loosening the reins is whatever, going with the flow of wherever the senses lead you. There's a lot to be said for like a time of when the reins are tightened and a time when the reins are loosened. You still have the, the reins in your hand. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it, it feels like it's kind of all or nothing and if I went into the senses I might lose the plot altogether and, but yet this is exhausting. It's like, can, can we go in the middle? Can we just go in the middle? Yeah. Walk the middle back? Sounds like, right, okay, so then I guess, um, like my parents said they're going to go to Greece for the 60th wedding anniversary. He said, oh, I'd like to go. And it's like, and then that pops up and I'm like, you know, shit, like I still want experience. Because I hear you say, like, you have to be done with experience. Or, so I guess I use that against myself. Okay, so I'd like to go arises mm. around the Greece story. Mm. Okay. Is that just a thought or is it yours for long? Is it desire? Is that desire coming in and it's not seen? Or is it just cruising by? Do you really want to go? Uh, no, I guess there's a preference but not a real... Okay. You know, so yeah, it might be just the thought. Okay. If it's just the thought and not mm -hmm. like, oh man, I want to go. Yeah. You know, if it's that, okay, yeah. fine, we're, we're talking desire. But if it's just, oh, I want to go, but actually, if I don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fine. Know the difference of what's a preference and what's a desire. Preferences are fine, they'll always be there. Yeah. But the thing about a preference is, if it gets mm, satisfied or not, you don't really care a whole lot. Right. Okay? Yeah. That's the difference. That's the difference. It's subtle, huh? So it's fine to, for your, your voice to say, oh, I'd like to go. Mm -hmm. But let's see if there's an is there an attachment to going or not? That's the difference. That's what we're after. So no, in that situation, it doesn't feel an attachment. Aha. Fine. Okay then. So, to waking up. Yeah. I'd like to wake up. Yeah, if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. Right. Land there's at that place. Attachment there. All right. Well, then that's the work. You land mm -hmm. at that place. Of, well, if I do, I do. I don't. I don't. 
because that desire is feeding the effort. Yeah. Because the effort is exhausting. It's like, oh, hold on, hold on, it doesn't need to be exhausting. If it's exhausting, then something, some other experience needs to be had. The intensity yeah. of efforting is trying to change in some way. Do you see? Mm -hmm. So to so how to step back from it? To loosen the reins a and little just, bit, huh? Right. Loosen the reins a little and just, bit. Just uh, be content with where I am. Yes, yes. Yeah. And to trust that it's playing out beautifully. Yeah. You know. I definitely feel uh, more relaxed. Yes. And spa more spacious. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, I see progress, I'm going to say, with my personality, and I'm really Sure, sure. I've been waiting a long time for that. Yeah. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah, definitely a big shift since last year, even. I can see it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you're moving a lot. So kick back, Connie, huh? Mm -hmm. Kick back a bit. And drop the attachment to waking up. Drop the attachment to that. Because it's feeding. Everything else. Just so just be content. Yes. Right here. How it is is how it is. Something is unraveling itself and you're just watching it unraveling itself rather than I'm making this happen. So I hold on. Just less intensity. Just soften the whole thing so that something can relax. And in the relaxing, what I'm tricking you to do actually is just surrendering to the flow that's unraveling you anyway. I'm actually talking about surrendering and having less control over it. So I'm kind of encouraging that to kick in. Do you see? Does that make sense? Yeah. To mm -hmm. shift more into the surrendering mood rather than the doing. The, 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 the controlling. Yeah, I think it. there's a fear that if I'm not doing, it won't happen. That's it. Okay. So let's call it bluff. Mm -hmm. Call it bluff. See what that fear is made of. If it's got any substance, if it's based, if it's actually protecting you, because you're, you, the fear is fueling the effort. Like, how can I, maybe you can help me, you know, differentiate, because, um, you know, I'm going to see you in Seattle. I'm going to Nice in ah, August. Okay. Okay. And now I'm thinking of, I should sign up for Adyashanti in September. And it's just like, I don't know. You know, like if that's, you know, my mind saying more is better. Yeah. Um, well, how might I differentiate? Well, what's your booked in for? You're booked in for. Oh, yeah. So that was the only question okay. mark because that's not done yet. Okay. Let's see what the arises from comes, here. You know. Yeah. yeah so, so try to do it from my gut. Absolutely. Do it from some other places. So yeah, I head. hear the mind saying, oh my God, if I miss this opportunity, this might be it. Like, it's like okay, okay, not that's that. a lot of. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. And I love satsang. I mean, it's pleasurable for me. Being in truth. Mm. Pleasurable it's for the not eye? Vacation. I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, pleasurable for the eye. Yeah. Well, yeah. My mind enjoys the dialogue. And so, is it lifestyle? Has Saxon become a lifestyle? Probably. Um, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, everybody raise your hand. <laughs> I mean, I did take care of my parents a lot last year in New Jersey. I mean, I did, I did do other things. <laughs> 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 
was in Hawaii for four weeks this winter, which is fabulous. So yeah, other things have shown up. Okay. Okay. Because if you look at satsang, it's nice people, it's a nice scene, it's comfortable, it's always in a nice place. People take a lot of care, it's a lot of loving around. Don't get hooked. Well, there's, there's an inner um, love. Sure, but watch the attachment to the niceness, the enjoyment mm. part of it. Just watch it, just keep an eye. Because then the seeking will go on forever because it's a kind of a nice thing way to live your life, going to satsang. Well then, well then you're just a resident seeker, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Stay seeking, that's what I do, you know. That's what I do for kids or for my social life or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do you have other people who've got this experience, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Okay. Well, I guess that's why the dancing was nice, too, because that was another <laughs> dimension, another... Dimension to my life. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Just watch the attachment. Watch the attachment. So see what the motivation is to the next one to book is, the Adi one, September. Just see and say, where is this coming from? Is this just going to happen anyway, or is this? Oh, I'd like. Oh, I'd like. Don't go there. I know when I'm there, I love it. The I love it. I. Yeah. What love? What loves it? What loves I really it? think it's my being. All right. Now that I know that. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right then. You see, you're the only one who knows, really. Yeah. But just to yeah. really, really check that feels Okay, so satsang feels to me the only place there's truth. Okay. The world feels so plastic to me. Okay. And misdirected. Okay. But the world is truth in manifestation. If it appears plastic, it's because you've got glasses on that are plastic, <laughs> that are projecting the plasticness. But like, you know, how we value movie stars and how movie stars are about But stick to what Connie values. Yeah. Don't mind the rest of it. Okay. The rest of it will, will fall into place and there will, an understanding of the value of celebrities will arise. You just see, oh, sure, of course, it has to manifest in every version it can, of course. That's part of duality, that has to be there. It, it'll actually click in to how it works in the overall jigsaw. But keep your eye on yourself. On yourself. Are you plugging into valuing movie stars, for example? Mm -hmm. right. Do you see? Right. It's about you. What part are you running with and taking as real? Well, that's the only reason I like satsang is because that's where I'm putting my focus and energy and yes. you know it feels like yes. I'm yes that's how I can support truth in a way yes okay you know? yes we're getting down yeah. to it now yes 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 okay then yeah yeah then that resonates with something right all right no harm though to give a look because there was such a rumble around you know <laughs> when we're talking about the satsang lifestyle no harm to give a look at that you know yeah you know, no how to give a look at that. Yeah. And for example, if some teacher that you really like is in town and you don't go, what's it going to bring up? Mm -hmm. Play with that. Play with that. Just don't go. Say, okay, well, what's, what's going to happen here? Oh, I'm missing out. Oh my God, everybody's going to get it now. <laughs> like whatever drama plays and just let it ride, you know? Let it ride and just see what, what goes on there. And how much of that motivation is going to make you go to the next gig, you know? Mm -hmm. Have a good look, huh? Yeah. 
Well, I did miss part of D.C. because it was my daughter's birthday, and I uh, told her I was yes. going to be out of town, and she had a fit. Yeah, yeah. So I said, okay, I'll change my yeah. plans. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So kick back a little bit. Work on that desire for awakening. Because the pull to wake up, you can't stop it now anyway. Because now that we've teased through the thing that brings you to satsang, I know, you, you, yeah, yeah, you, you, you're not going to be able to stop this. You've gone too far. Do you know? Something is all, it's like, it's got its own momentum. It's all right. Yeah. So, so then in the kicking back, in, in the removing the plug from the desire or the pressure to wake up, let's see what balances out. Some kind of a middle road will come in. There will be less efforting. It will just find a new balance. Because the efforting that is strenuous is motivated by a desire. Even mm -hmm. if it's the desire for waking up, it's still mm -hmm. a desire. Out with it. Don't plug into it. And recognize the difference between preferences and desires. Like the thing to grease, it's just a preference. It's mm -hmm. got no power. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, and there's also a desire to spend more time with my uh, parents. Yeah. You know, because my yeah. father's maybe sick. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But then I said, well, I can just come down here any time, you know, three and a half hours away. It's not a big yes. trip. Yes. For me, so. Yes. Yes. Thank okay. You. Okay. Thank you, Kelly. yesterday was when someone else was speaking about like uh, something that came through that just worked for them you had um more oh, there you go you had um you kind of moved your hands like that and was like well it was uh it's like something happened and something shifted and the energy that shifted you don't want to go back to that it's just a big shift and it felt good and that's what happened and yesterday I went back into, it's, it's, it's hard yeah, to get feedback on this, Richard. I went back to um, looking at experiences that I had that created a, a separation for me from society. Or from yes, like, great. That's what you, you pointed out dead on, where I needed to start. Yeah. And it was... It was the same thing. It was like, I kind of saw, oh my gosh, I shattered in one second my entire belief system <laughs> of my relationship to women or girls or my relationship to, you know, my love of my parents or my eyesight. It was all just a complete shattering of my entire truth in a day or in a second. And it was like, oh, okay. So what I, I as an I, <laughs> did was to 
just start a new story of separation. So I saw the sequencing of separation, and I could really go back to everything, every separation that I had to then go build back up again. Okay, now I have to find a way to be around women and enjoy this and be around people and be get a job that works with the vision that I have and blah, blah, blah. And so it really, sh I saw that there is no belief. It's like it's sort of what I'm doing now. I'm experimenting with letting relation interactions with people flow through me and not attaching to what happens and seeing what happens and you know feeling what happens but not bringing it into memory and holding on to it and so I have a lot of practice doing that and I have, so I have all these little pieces like which you pretty much saw okay you have a piece of this a piece of this a piece of that and I guess my my question is I can I can see my own story of the I and the strength of the separation that has nothing to do with, that has to do with this earth dimension, society dimension. And I can see that there's no... has to do with your belief system. It's not got to do with the earth or society. It's your belief system projected onto the earth and society. It's about you. Okay. And I don't, and I sort of get it's all, I get that it's illusion and I don't have to, so I, it's kind of like mixed between two worlds. It's like I can, I can be in real time, real time, in present time and play in this experience or, but I, I don't know how to keep, I, I'm still <coughs> stuck with whatever else is consistent in a story that I know isn't even, a story. I mean, it's not real, and yet it's so ingrained in my history that it's like, how do I go to the next series, or is, are there more series, or can I just stop? Okay. The story that's ingrained, you know it's not real. Mm -hmm. But if it's still a problem, then there must be times when it's taken to be real. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it wouldn't be a problem. It must be playing with some authenticity sometimes. Because if it was totally, I know that that's not, that that's just a story and it's not what I am. Then there wouldn't be a problem. If that was known, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Really known. Right, right. I just saw it yesterday. I just saw how yeah. easy it is to just create a whole new story in a day. Yes. It's like, wow. Yeah. How many times I've done that? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. The eye recreation itself. It's like a phoenix, you know? Up but, again, up again. The next eye story. The next right. phase for the eye. Right. And they, and they seem to all be based off of not like what, like what you started to say this morning, not based off of what, what naturally arises as laughter or fun. That stuff just happens. It's more what flows through. Suddenly, I would stick to me and I'd have to re-juggle everything to just be able to continue. So, is what's happening that I just am being triggered, still being triggered and don't even notice the That's triggers? That's it. That's it. So That's then, it. There's okay. triggers there that... And I'm, I, for some reason, it's just 
sitting here, sometimes you use that language of like, it's, you didn't say it's somebody else's stuff, but it, that, that's kind of like it, in there somewhere around that's the world's way of doing it or there, there's some kind of sense that it's, there's, there's stuff out there and then there's you doing your thing. I'm just kind of getting that feeling. I, I sort of know what you mean because be, I'll be interacting with somebody and then I'll see this. I just kind of say, well, that's just duality or it's humanity. Of course, there's going to be anger, there'll be rage, there'll be this, there'll be that. It's going to show up everywhere. And Okay. Okay, then is the next thought that's theirs and that's not mine? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> this is where you're caught. Uh-huh. This is where you're caught, that that's their stuff and it's not my stuff and I'm going to clear out their stuff or they just, you know, their yeah. stuff, my stuff, forget it. There's no theirs and mine. There isn't. That's based on separation. Right. So that's it's where just I'm... stuff. It's just stuff. And let it pull back to such an extent yeah. that it's not even labeled as stuff. There's just movement. It's just movement. But we tend to see stuff as, you know, it's got a certain smell. <laughs> You know, pull right back to where that judgment isn't even running. I'm not saying don't be non-judgmental. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying don't pay attention. Don't don't go through the motions of seeing it as stuff. Even let that label not function. You see? Yeah, yeah. Right outside it. Yeah, yeah. So when I feel something as I'm as if I'm reacting to stuff, just let the feeling move and don't even follow the feeling to what's. This, the original thought of that's stuff, that's where you lose the plot. That's where you're gone back into a story. That's where separation is running. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's too late to change your reactions. Too late. That's just moving things around. Mm-hmm. Being alert enough, the vigilance to actually see where the belief is. Whoa! When, when can you spot that you are saying, oh, that's some stuff, that's not mine, that's whatever. Where does that kick in? That's what you've got to see. Because okay. that's what gets the eye story, that's the separation movie gets turned on there. Okay, I'll have to just work with that or yeah. notice that. Like me and the rest of the world, that whole, fr- that whole framework, that's what I'm after. Mm-hmm. That whole framework that seems to be just playing through this. Do you know? I want to go for the original foundation, you know? Mm-hmm. The me and the rest of the world. That's what's false. There is no you and the rest of the world. That's the lie. That's the lie. There is no separation, you see. So there can't be you and out there, or you and another. No, I. I hear you. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And it, and it, it is. Um, it's like mixing. It's like I can get it on a conscious. I can get it with my mind. Yeah. Okay. And I can even get it. I can get it in so many ways, but I can't hold it as a, as yes as a yes. It, so, I yes. Guess, so that's just the stuff I'm at. That's where it's at. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. All right. Thank that's you. fine. Yeah. That's fine. That's uh, I can calculate. <laughs> okay.
There was a hand here also, was there? Is it? No? Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to take a look at stuff also. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a... This seems quite loud, but it it's, has to be. Yeah. Richard, is this mic okay? It's what to do it. It just seemed a little loud. Is this is this okay if I pull it away? I'm here, you see. Okay, you can't hear me. All right. There's, I'm not sure if it's a desire or a preference for simplicity. And there are, there's a situation where a relative just moved back in our house who lost their job. Someone who I helped to raise. So I, there is that feeling of responsibility. You know, this was once you know, someone who is dependent on me, so I still feel like yeah, okay. that is a maternal thing right yeah. there. All right. And brought lots of physical stuff and we were saying, Whoa, 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 you can't bring all this We said No, the dog, no. The stinky turtles, no. The piles and piles of stuff. You gotta cut some of it down and get rid of some of it. But she's not the only one who's done this. There are other... Okay, okay, stay with the point. Okay, so there's just lots of physical stuff. And um, then there's another relative who is unemployed and one step from being homeless is like, oh, can I come stay with you? So, and, you know, still feeling like, well, this is family. You know, you just, don't just leave them out there. So I'm when you were having this discussion, I was like, well, I do feel like there's a lot of stuff, physical stuff, and then also whatever mental stuff that they share. Um, one of the people may have an issue with paranoia, which makes it difficult for them to be successful in life. And so there's a desire to say, well, can you see that this is in your mind? I mean, or, or not. So I'm trying to seek a balance between what is me pushing away people's, what I'm perceiving okay. as their stuff, okay. and what is, because there's also even a desire to almost have, not satsang officially, but like unofficially seeing, you know, can you see that this is mind? Can you see that it's not real? Can you see that maybe it's not necessary? Or am I? Okay imposing something on okay on people what arises here is that the the best way you can utilize this opportunity <coughs> to serve these people who are coming into your house take a role of service totally totally because service <coughs> is a fantastic way to chew up and destroy the ego. So service where there is no seeking a reward, no seeking recognition, not even personal brownie points of, oh, I served where I went today. I mean nothing, 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 nothing. Expect nothing in return and give until you've nothing left to give and see what happens. Just use it as an opportunity for serving because it's likely these people will move out again, huh? Definitely they must. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So if it's temporary like that, if it was forever okay, over-the-top service will create all kinds of other things. It will go out of balance, and that has to be pulled in. But if it's a time-based opportunity for service, I go for broke. Mm -hmm. I go for broke and just serve. Instead of taking the role of helping them or teaching them, go for the role of serving them. Go for the role of serving. If a conversation happens, a conversation happens, but only if it's invited. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> the more you can hide your virtue, the more you can just disappear into pure humility, the more you can serve, the ego doesn't stand a chance. Just doesn't stand a chance. Because there's nothing of what I want. There's no space for I want. There's just no space. Mm -hmm or I think this is right, or this is better. There's no space for any of that. So you're touching on something that definitely there's this urge to help, you know. Mm. So can you say more about serving with humility as opposed to feeling like, okay, take the eye out. Yes. I'm helping. Yes. No, it's just yes. help. help is manifesting as it, you know, yes. as things are flowing. Yes, let's, I'm not let's, doing let's it. help okay. move through your form. You're okay. not doing it. Selfless. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's helpful. Yeah. A big, great learning opportunity, really. Mm -hmm. And um, to switch to another gear, I just wanted to check and see if I, at least intellectually understanding this. Okay, there's awareness, which is without phenomena, I mean it's... You mean absolute awareness? Yeah, absolute okay. awareness. So I'm trying to describe the indescribable and yeah, okay. that, but you know, it's... Well, it is. That's the simplest. I'm trying to find words. It is. Out of that arises consciousness, which sometimes I'm trying to, the relationship between consciousness arising and the, I guess, the observer, are those kind of the same thing? No. No? The observer is, is, a, um, is, is, is a position that mind can take, which is not identified with its thoughts. Okay, so then what is the difference between consciousness and the observer? How are they distinct? Observer is a technique. Oh. Observing is a technique. There's something to observe. Whereas consciousness is the framework of all of the appearance. It can only happen in consciousness. There must be consciousness of something for duality to work. <clears throat> okay, so then when there's there's consciousness of something that's the observer because it's the observer seeing something or being aware of something. Even less. It's less. E even less because the observer is observing. It's very much into mm -hmm. consciousness itself. We've got a framework. Being conscious of, okay, we've got two. Mm. Can you give an example of consciousness? In, 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 it, it's like the balloon that everything that can manifest is inside the balloon. 
It's like the context, the framework, the, the <coughs> that which is necessary for the appearance to appear. The ingredient that makes appearance possible is consciousness. Okay. And that is distinct from... I mean, it comes from awareness, but it's distinct because awareness is not perceivable. Yes, and it's okay. not perceiving anything. So consciousness arises from it. Okay, and, it, and consciousness makes appearance possible. However, it's not necessarily, I want to say, having a relationship with what's appearing. That's right. Okay. That's right. And then the observer is having the, the relationship yes. of observing. Yes, yes. And then the I comes in thinking that it's responsible for everything that it's yes. observing. Okay. Yes. I think I... They're like layers of density. Yeah, you have them in the order, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Great. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hi. How are you today? Yeah, I'm okay today. Okay. Where to begin? <laughs> um, I guess in some way, Jack, I'd like to um, um, speak to you about making sense of what happened yesterday. Sure. <clears throat> That's part. Um, I feel like I've got a million questions, but... Um, so, c can we start with that? Of course. Um, because, I mean, how it appears um, that I... it was too painful to move here and yet I couldn't hold her so uh, so I'm <clears throat> you know I'm I was okay with it even though I kind of fell apart and um, so what happened uh, it started during the night after the Friday yes. sun and um, <clears throat> So I seem I woke up about um, four in the morning, but I, but I wasn't sure whether I was awake mm. or not. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, but, sure. But but I was but I was awake, so I don't know what that means. And then um, I, <clears throat> I was in this incredible space of being, and, and it, it, I mean. It's it's some it's a space that I'm really familiar with when I'm meditating and um, so I w I was in it and I was enjoying it mm. and then um, then I seemed to be in the satsang and, the, and then you were there you were there and then everything became a threat. Aha. Um, and it was, I was experiencing the being in this beautiful, joyous space, and yet I was terrified of what I was, what, what was, you know, come it's, it's, um, it appeared that I was being seen by, that the group
group, the satsang, you. And I was trying to communicate to you, um, and that became terrifying. And yet, I was in this space of being that was beautiful. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I was terrified. Uh-huh. So, <clears throat> and then, but, but then I was waking up to this. And that's, that's what was so uh, disturbing. And that's what I brought here yesterday. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I tried to hear what you said yesterday about the density of the vulnerability, because I, I found it incredibly vulnerable. And yet, the, the, the feeling of vulnerability um, is still there in this joyous, <coughs> alive space, yes. right? Yes. But, it, but so I, I can see that it has something to do with others. Now I can hear myself saying this, um, that others are seeing me. Yes. So, but it doesn't feel like when I'm in this space that it's me. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. And yet, it's me worried about being seen by you. Yes. Which is me. Yes. So, I mean, it makes sense somewhere, but it's not making any sense. And what's not making any sense is um, that I'm actually directly experiencing this, right? So it's not something that's in my head anymore. So I, I, I feel like, I feel like I've been on this path since I was like 10 years old, and yet this is probably my second time at a satsang. And the first time was when you were in Toronto. So, um, and actually, so this leads into another part of it because I, it's actually started when I met you at this satsang in Toronto, um, and I didn't even know anything about you or um, or satsang. Um, but anyway, so I came to the one of the sessions just at the last the last session or something. And then, um, and then I. It was okay. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, it was things that I've heard over and over. Um, but then, something happened that that uh, you um, you made eye contact with me when when this session was finished, and um, and it was it was something that happened that was unbearable and I could see it and what what it was um, it had very little to do with you as a woman but there was something that I could see was, was um, I can't I'm, I'm, I haven't actually spoken to anybody about it so sure now I'm speaking to the world about it yes. <laughs> 
But it was actually it was it, it, so. This is where it kind of ties up with the the dream that it was like I'm being seen by something that was very profound. And I couldn't, it was unbearable. I, I, you know, I could only stand it for like a, a, a second or two and then, then I had to turn away. But then I was drawn to you. I, I had to speak to you. So, um, but, the, but then what was haunting, it was so, because it was so, so heightened that I could see, wow, it's not, it's not the woman. It's, it was something. Yes. It's what you are, Alan. It's what you are. Mm. Was looking at you. Mm. It's what you are. It's nothing to do with this body at all. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Yeah. It's what you are. So what you are not. A candle flame. It, it can't mm -hmm. stay lighting. Mm -hmm. What you are not is is it's 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 just too little. It's so temporary, those <clears throat> thoughts are so fleeting, they're so nebulous, there's so much of no substance mm -hmm. that they just get annihilated. But they will shout. That little flame is going to shout. They're like, come on, I exist here, I'm doing my best here and I'm making this life happen and I'm, and you know, and let's throw up fear and let's throw everything to stay alive. Mm -hmm. But show what you are is so bloody enormous and vast and out of the Richter scale. Sure, it doesn't. The little eye doesn't stand a chance, you know. It doesn't stand a chance. So it's going to shout in whatever, whatever set of tools it has. And fear is its strongest, always. Terror is its strongest, you know. And every other degree of fear along the line, there, it will use whatever it can, whatever it knows from its conditioning, it will use to throw up. But all that's happening is that you are seeing you. Something is being met. Something is going home. Something is being remembered. Something is being shaken. The frequency of what you really are, mm -hmm. which is in manifestation, without the layer of the Alan story, mm -hmm. something else is being shaken. That's what's happening. That's what's profound. So, you know, and I can have that experience when I'm on my own. And, and it's actually been uh, quite amazing in the last... Because um, I've kind of meditated forever. Yeah. But in the last um, year or so or two, it's actually become quite profound. And um, so this, this is kind of leading me to maybe trying to understand it, but I'm I don't need to understand it, but I do need, and it's something yeah, I need to, to understand, Yeah, you right? do, you need to get a handle on it. Right, and what, because uh, what I find is that I'm kind of getting deeper and deeper into it, into what this is, and I can communicate with it when I'm in it. Yes, right? yes. So I'm wondering what 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 it, what that is that 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 because listening to you speaking to everybody it's just um, like who is that that is looking in in this space looking at joy and looking at 
looking at everything, I can see everything in there. And I can see aliveness and stillness and um but 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 it's not it's not just seeing it, like it's knowing it's but but then what what I'm doubting is what is that? Who is that? Or what is that in me that is seeing this? So I'm I'm doubting. And, well, no, I'm not. See, I don't doubt it when I'm when I'm there. Yes, of course, because mind isn't there. But I'm watching it when I'm there. So how? how yes. So I'm not. Yes. I'm, but is the watching it when you're there without comment? Is it just being seen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not, well, maybe in degree, I guess. Okay. There is some. Let, well, it, yeah, let, yeah. let it sink to, okay. to being seen without any comment at all, without any mm -hmm. registering of mm -hmm. anything. Non event mm -hmm. kind of seeing. Right. I think where the commentary comes in is um, that I want to live my life like this, right? So I need to kind of hold on to something. So so uh, I've actually been writing for, uh, I'm not a writer, but I've been writing from it. So, but I think that I'm not sure that that's the commentary or, I mean, it is partly, it is the commentary, but but then it's not the commentary. Yes, yes, it's, yes. Because it's arising from there, yes. Right. Okay. Let go of the idea of living from there. Let go of the desire to hang out there. Let go of trying to make it happen again. Drop all of that. <coughs> Drop all of that. Because that's the mind wanting to go there and make something mm -hmm. of it and bring it back to mm -hmm. its realm. The realm of mind is being burnt out. Let it go. That means every attachment to everything, let it go. Every attachment to this experience, every attachment to understanding it, the understanding will come, of course, it's going to click mm -hmm. into place. Mm -hmm. But let go of the desire to make sense of this. Let go mm -hmm. of the desire of wanting to live your life there. The only one that has a life is the ego. You don't have a life. Because when you're there, the I concept of a life does not mm -hmm. make sense. That's right. See, I know that, I know it, and, and it's, it's a, I've never experienced so much, well, okay, so, so I can, so how come I can word it, I can word, I can say, I've never experienced trust, why, why, I mean, it's, 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 it's impossible not to trust, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. But then, when I'm out of it, I don't trust anything. Yes. And then, when I'm out of it, it's like there's no I there. So when mm -hmm. the I is active, the I doesn't trust. But there's no I there. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I goes yeah. into it or I comes out of it. Right. I, the I gets switched on or switched mm -hmm. off. And now the I wants to take the best part of this and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. That can't happen. The I is getting a raw deal here. The I can't go there. The I can't get any juice mm -hmm. out of this one. Right, I know. The I has I, to die. Right. See, and I know and I don't know. Yeah. 
Yes, of course. And I want to know how to live. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just feel like it's like there's two worlds now. Yes. Right? And, and yes. I, I don't live in either yes. anymore. Yes. But I really, you know, it's interesting because I never really wanted a teacher or anything. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I mean, I like, I love people, but I don't like groups particularly. But um, I really feel like I need some guidance here. Yeah. <coughs> It'll come in. It comes in in whatever form. If you want to call that a teacher or a book or whatever, it doesn't matter. But guidance is coming, that's all. Or not. <laughs> but whatever's needed, it comes. It comes. There aren't two worlds. From the perspective of I, it imagines, whoa, I've got to manage this here, and there are two worlds. That's the perspective of the I, because it only sees things in a dualistic way. So we must have two worlds. Do you see? Now that's not true. That's just the only capacity of the eye to see anything is through this dualistic framework. It can only see dualistically, the eye. So of course it says there's two worlds. That's a condition of the eye. That's the lie of the eye. There aren't two worlds. This is an appearance. This is an appearance. The other one is real. It's real, it's unchanging, it's totally solid. It's infinite, beyond infinite. It's the essence of freedom and the essence of love and the essence of beauty. It is pure knowledge itself. It can't know anything because it's pure knowledge, it's pure love. It's God, it's the absolute and it's what you are. And you can't get away from it. It's there all the time. But the eye is a bloody good distraction. <laughs> so the eye looks for attention every now and then. So switch the balance. Because for so long, especially on the spiritual path, there is a, an individual who's trying to bring more of that into your life. Now let the switch come. That is what you are and there's an, an illusion, there's this kind of mask that is worn every now and then or there's this role of a man playing out. Switch it. This one is real, this one isn't real. Switch it. Let your attention stay on what's real. Let the other one fall into the realm of what it is, which is just movement, a movie, stories, the potential to experience, the idea of being able to experience. That's all it is. So the experiencer tries to work it out, but that's just a happening in the movie. It doesn't need to work it out because that's part of what it does to keep, that's part of what makes the eye function. That's just, it's program. 
your attention on what's real. And somehow the rest will just align itself. And the appearance, as long as the body functions, the appearance will appear. But always just as an appearance. So for now it seems to be kind of having a switch where it actually feels authentic and it's trying to work this out. It's an appearance trying to work out something. It's not real. And if a loss arises, let a loss arise. In a way there's a loss, you know? Yeah, well, uh, well, there isn't, but but it feels like any moment is, is going to be a loss. Yes. Because it, it's um, the closer I'm getting into who I am. Yes. Um, it seems that all this, the the stuff, all the. Uh, I mean, I've done a lot of work. I've, sure. Right? So I've been at it for many years. Sure. And I've actually worked through a lot of suffering, like really, yeah. a lot of emotional suffering, and personally. Um, and I, I actually, I, I live relatively comfortable. I mean, yes. I'm really... Yes. Although... There's always been since since uh, like I was ten. I feel like there's always there's something missing, something really deep that's missing. Yes. Um, but then, what's happening now? That the the deeper I'm going, getting into this uh, consciousness, state of consciousness, the fear. The trust and the all the old stuff is coming up. Yes. You know, and, and <clears throat> but as the observer, it's not making any sense because I, you know, I I can't. I feel like I've done so much in my life, and yet I feel almost paralyzed now. Yes. Because I'm afraid. Of this, you know, I'm afraid that what well, even like coming here, that uh, it meant that I had to cancel this, cancel that, and and that was like ridiculously painful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But more so than ever, it was just like I can't, I can't. <coughs> right? And it feels so painful. And yet, as the observer, it's like, I don't even care. Yes. And yet, I do. Like, yes. On this personal, the personal me yes. is more paranoid, I guess, in some way. Yes. And yet, that's not making any sense because there's this freedom in here. Yes. So that's why I described it like two different worlds. Yes. But the nature of the I is to be lacking in some way mm-hmm. because it runs separation. So it will always have that feeling of lacking something. Mm-hmm. Its death is the freedom. But it can't enjoy the freedom 
because it's dead. <laughs> Do you see? There's a paradox in it. That's just how it works. So the eye will throw up whatever it can throw up. The stuff that thought that it thought had resolved itself, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. lack of trust or whatever painful mm -hmm. actions that it has to take. It will throw up whatever it can. It's dying, of course. A lot of things suffer just before they die. A lot of things do. Okay, so how? I mean, how to, I guess, but I, 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 I mean, because you said there's no, there's, there's no, it isn't two worlds, it's one, right? It's, it's just one. Yes. But, but, I feel like I have to live out there. Yes. Right? Yes. The, that which you are, which is outside mm -hmm. the two worlds, okay, mm -hmm. that which you are, the functioning of taking care of your work, of your life, of your mortgage, whatever is at play, mm -hmm. the functioning will take care of that. Now the eye thinks that that's nuts because the eye says, I do it. If I'm not around to do it, the whole thing is going to go belly up. <laughs> and that's not true. That's just a trick to keep it going. It's not true. The functioning will take care of itself. It will take care of the, the form of Alan and the complexity of whatever life is. The functioning will take care of it. For some, there is a period of not being able to take care by an alignment happens. Mm -hmm. If that phase comes, guaranteed somebody will come in and hold you. Guaranteed. The care, the, the, the care that's taken towards the end by functioning itself is extraordinary. There will be somebody there to hold you. It will just happen. This is a total letting go. Mm -hmm. total. It is. And, yeah. and just the, well, I guess it's an idea, right? Um, the idea of it, it kind of strengthens the fear and the control. Right? The idea of what? Oh, the idea of letting go and surrender. The, right. the idea of surrendering, because right. that is, that feels so amazing. Yes, yes. But the, the idea of that, um, then the opposite exists, that, that this, the, 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 the fear and the control seem to heighten at the same time as I feel like, oh, you know, of course, I can surrender. The eyes saying, not in your life. Mm -hmm. Of course. <coughs> Where you place your attention is mm -hmm. the reality that will get stronger. Mm -hmm. Place your attention on the eye, I'm sure that eye story is going to present mm -hmm. as real. And that's, uh, uh, that's it, isn't it? That's at that moment. Yes. So where am I? Yes. Where's yes. my attention? Where's your attention? Mm -hmm. Where's your attention?
let your attention underneath it and let the eye faff about and have a wobbler. Let the eye have a wobbler. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's just doing its thing. It's just wriggling, you know? It's all right. There aren't two worlds. There is only what is real. Mm -hmm. And the rest is in mind. That's all. Let that perspective shift. You're looking out mm -hmm. from what you are. Mm -hmm. Let attention be there. Yeah. You know, Throughout uh, life, I've always um, felt like I can see, but I can't see anything, but I feel like I can see. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. It's, it's, a, it's kind of a weird... It's, it okay. Let it get thinner. L less of I can see, but more that the functioning has a seeing activity in it. There's seeing happening. There isn't a you that is seeing. That's the I taking ownership of the functioning. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. The I takes ownership of the functioning. The I says, I'm the one going to work in the morning. It's like, no, the functioning actually takes a body to work in the morning. Mm -hmm. But the I says, I I'm responsible here. You need me. Do you see? Mm -hmm. So there isn't an I who is seeing. There's mm -hmm. just seeing. There's nothing to be seen, as you know, really. Mm -hmm. It's just seeing. <laughs> and all is well. Somehow it's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. you know? Will we go one more? We'd like two minutes to one, according to facts and all that. I know there was a hand down there. Can you hang on till the afternoon, or do you want to come? I can hang on. All right. Oh, come on, because you're nearby. Maybe mine will be short. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Well, last time I spoke to you, I was sure that you were going to tell me the same thing you told me to the person who came just before me, although that I was thinking about. And so you'll probably tell me just the opposite of what I'm expecting you to say. So I related very much to uh, to Connie's issue about, I don't know, kind of the, the mor moral issue of getting awakened or mm. getting somewhere, and, mm. and then maybe it's accompanied with the frustration of you know, the mind uh, seems like sabotaging the effort, which it just becomes more frustration. So, so um, the, the the issue I want to talk to you about is this pushing, this presence of the this pushy fellow that keeps you know wanting to get somewhere. Or it seems like he wants, but he, in fact, it seems like there's a holding back and resisting. Uh huh. So, so. Um, 
Okay. Do you have a sense of something else that's moving the show anyway? There's a guy who's pushing and there's a guy who's resisting. Okay, we have a tug of war going on there. But is there a movement that's going on independent of that? I think I think I can say yes. Find that and keep your attention on that. Really, that's all that's happening. The rest is taking ownership, and then I like and I don't like. Do you see? But if attention is on, then, then that presents us what's happening. But if attention isn't on, on it, it's not what's happening. The attention isn't on it, then it's not what's happening. Yes. Because it's only a bundle of concepts. So a concept isn't running unless you're thinking about it. <coughs> so a concept can't be happening unless you're believing it into your experience, your world. So if there is no attention placed on the guy who's making the effort and the guy who's resisting the change that's coming, if there is no attention on that story at all, it's actually not happening. But the functioning, the natural flow of the movement, because stuff is moving all the time, even a stone is moving all the time, it's just at such a slow pace, we don't notice it. Everything is moving all the time. So the functioning that's moving all the time is, is, is you know, sloughing off the eye and is moving towards truth. Of course it is. It can only go in that direction at this point. Focus on that. And enjoy the ride. Do you know? Enjoy the ride. The efforting is only in the I compartment. It's only in the bundle of thoughts that are the I thoughts. There's no effort. That which is functioning doesn't know effort. Of course there might be physical effort. You're carrying heavy shopping bags. I'm not talking about that kind of effort. I'm talking about the other stuff, you know? The functioning doesn't effort. It doesn't know effort. Because it's not going anywhere, it's not doing anything. It's just like nature. Like a tree doesn't say, Oh, I've got to push out this leaf through this bud. Oh, i got it. Oh my God, I have another 2,000 to go. <laughs> if the tree had a mind like a human being, that's what would happen. The eye in a tree would be doing it and making it happen and i got to get this right. Oh my God, he's in full bloom already. Oh my God, I'm going to So the functioning is getting rid of the I thought. The functioning is doing it all. But we superimpose this effort on top. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Now at a certain point you need effort because there has to be a sense of managing thoughts. Of course there's a place for effort. But there's a place where it falls away a bit. And your focus, there's more of a surrender going on to that which is moving through you. At a certain point it's just about Actually, I can't do anything here. Actually, the efforting is keeping the eye alive. Now, you've got to be pretty clued in to know when that point is. Do you know? You'll know if you're fooling yourself, if you're getting it prematurely and you're saying, oh, I'm just going to surrender. <laughs> Not talking about that at all. 
talking about something just exhausting itself. Do you see? And then there's more of just a yielding to what is flowing through. So what you're watching then is the eye trying to grab on to get a bit of credit for something. Or, you know, the eye will, will play a slightly different tune then to get your attention. But keep your attention on just the functioning, just the movement. Where is it going next? What's happening now? What's going on? And be fine about it all. Be fine about it all. If embarrassment comes, self-consciousness comes, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's the I story, trying to keep me back up in, oh, I don't feel good, oh, I don't like this feeling. It's like, yeah, yeah, they're all fine. Everything that passes through, it's just the I doing its thing. Keep your attention on just the movement. There's an ease that comes with it, you know. There's an ease at a certain point. Okay, everybody, thank you, thank you. for sitting and for, <laughs> for that bit of madness.